Welcome to Sound Off. The Sound Off host is Brad Bennett, who has served this country as a Marine Corps sergeant during the Vietnam War and has served this community as a three-term member of the Duluth School Board. Now, Sound Off and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, good Monday morning. Good Monday morning, Northlanders. Uh, winter conditions are back on the way this week. We could see as much as uh, 12 inches of snow or more, maybe. Who knows? We won't know until maybe Wednesday or Thursday how it's going to end up. But we are getting back into the winter mode. Anyway, I got a question to ask to start the show off. And I, I would love to have people respond. Uh, it, our uh, our studio line here for you to get involved is area code 218 722 That's 722-0839. See, I'm confused. <laughs> I mean, I, I did study a certain amount of government while I was in college and in high school. And uh, from my recollections, uh, the president of the United States does not have the ability to willy-nilly approve large amounts of expenditure without first having gone through Congress and the Senate. Congress, actually, the House of Representatives is actually the vehicle which uh, approves budgetary items and expenditure items. So with that said, and that's at least my interpretation, and if, if someone out there has a different interpretation of that, I would love to hear that. But with that interpretation, how is it that our president, Joe Biden, arrived in Kiev, the Ukraine, today unexpectedly, which is a good move because if you're going to go there, you don't want to let the whole world know you're going ahead of time or you're going to uh, probably get a Russian rocket up your tush. Um, so that was probably a good idea not to let anybody know. But then while he's there, he happens to just uh, drop the message, oh, by the way, we've committed another $500 million of American taxpayer money to your cause, which is now up in the billions. Do, does the president have the authority to do that? See, I, I thought that that had to be approved by Congress before the president could just willy-nilly say he's going to do that. And oh, by the way, there's more... More news on that front. Uh, the Russians, of course, have continued to uh, send every kind of missile and uh, Iranian drone and anything else they can get into destroying the infrastructure. If you happen to watch 60 Minutes yesterday, you'll see the fact that a lot of hospitals, a lot of child centers, a lot of elementary schools have been attacked. The Russians are dogs. There's no question about it. At least the Russian leadership are dogs. Putin is a uh, is a warmonger. There's no doubt about it. But that said, now this morning word is out that the Chinese government is thinking of, uh, oh, you know, given uh, given Russia a little extra uh, military help that they can. Not not uh, not their troops, but they're going to kind of proxy war it like we've been doing. They're going to give uh, as much money and revenue and uh, war materials to Russia as evidently we have been doing to the Ukraine. So that said, this this is not going to be a short, quick war whatsoever. Now, the question is, first of all, uh, we haven't committed to anything other than Joe Biden has committed to spending money 
and sending all kinds of military equipment to the Ukraine. But at some point, is there going to be, uh, are we going to abandon them kind of like we did Afghanistan or even further back to my war, kind of back to the uh, Southeast Asia War, the Vietnam War? Are we going to determine at some point that it's unwinnable and decide that we can't spend any more money? Because that's kind of what uh, what we have done in a number of other areas. Uh, former uh, General Frank McKenzie claims that the United States withdrawal from Afghanistan damaged the country's standing internationally with people thinking that the U.S. was a weak, freckless, and not to be trusted. Well, maybe Joe's trying to... Uh, uh, trying to relive that, but uh, or or trying to bump that back up, but but uh, you know where where does this end? How much uh, how much are we going to commit of taxpayers' money, um, and for how long? Uh, you know we have now gotten to that point where uh, actually we're up against the debt ceiling, where we've got to either commit to more debt, or we've got to stop spending, and we've got to maybe have to not pay some of our bills. Well, it's interesting, anyway, Brad, go. because the geo yes. the, uh, USA Today story, I believe from yesterday or the day before, the Pentagon has spent sixty-two over sixty-two billion in twenty twenty-two yeah. on Ukraine for weapons, ammunition, training, logistics, supplies, salaries, and stipends. Today, <laughs> we hear out of Washington that China is dismissing claims that the country is considering supplying military aid to Russia for the war in Ukraine. A spokesperson well, now they're saying, for now they're China's... Saying they're not going to do it. Right. A, a spokesperson <laughs> okay. for China's foreign ministry on Monday said it's the U.S. that has been pouring weapons into the conflict, not China. Well, well, that's true. And, Brad, well, they're, true. they're absolutely correct about that. In the meantime, as I said, the U.S. government has now hit its $31.4 trillion set debt ceiling, a triggering fears of a nasty fallout uh, financially if we don't uh, do something to change that. So I, how long do we go? I mean, yeah, we've committed, well, we, Joe Biden has committed uh, to uh, doing whatever it takes for as long as it takes, as he was standing there this morning reading off his notes. You notice that the guy never speaks ex, uh, extemporaneously. It's always off of a teleprompter, off of notes. I know a lot of politicians do that, but I, I've just noticed it more now. Yeah, he does. Then. He does it more often than than anybody I yeah. recall over the years, and that's sad because he's speaking what other people are telling him to say, yeah. and that's not a leader. No. Well, listen, uh, we've got our first caller of the morning. Dano from up in the Heights of Proctor uh, would like to weigh in this morning. Uh, Dano, uh, you don't have to do any shoveling this week, so you can rest. Uh, no uh, no st- street walks or sidewalks or anything that you're going to have to do. Uh, so uh, yeah, what's on I your... Ti- I get tired watching everybody else also. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you get your exercise? Whoa, that was a lot of exercise. Now, now, didn't the reason Putin going to Ukraine is that he was afraid that Ukraine was going to become part of NATO? I think that's one of the reasons that he has uh, that he has cited. I, I think that more was... than anything, he kind of stated that he was trying to get the old gang back together again. You know, the Ukraine well, well... was part of Russia at one time, and he, 
I think he feels that his state state uh, position in life is to bring the whole Russian Empire back to where it was. Um, but yeah, you're right. Well, I think that was part of his. Of course, now he's getting Sweden and Finland in NATO, and I think Finland's on their border. You know, I mean, come on. This did not. Yeah, Finland, Finland and Sweden both, I think, have said that they want to become parts of NATO now. Yeah, and and they already brought uh, what's that country Turkey along, saying that yeah, we won't do it either. But this is the way Russia thought the war was going to happen. He didn't do it with Trump there because Trump said, you bomb Ukraine, I'm going to bomb the hell out of Moscow. <laughs> and he, and he really... wasn't sure. And he wasn't, yeah, he said that. And he wasn't sure. Now Biden becomes president. Putin figured, I can go into Ukraine and he's not going to do anything. Yeah. And the European Union isn't going to do anything because I got all their gas. He was wrong on both situations. That's why he's taking him working on his second year to take over the Ukraine because the rest of the world did not back down. If he'd have got the Ukraine, he would have went into Poland. He would have went, you know, he would have got his head up. And he is, I bet you right now they're trying to figure a way to get out of this and say they want. Boy, I don't know. I. I just look at this whole thing has really gotten to become a quagmire. Um, I, you know, I just I just wonder how long we will stay. Well, not we, but this president, Joe Biden, will stay committed to giving them whatever they want. Uh, well, almost everything they want. They want long range missiles. They want uh, uh, they want fighter planes that so far we have kind of uh, said, now we're not willing to do that. And there are some other things, some other technologies that we don't want to give them. But but we've given them most everything, and it is making a difference. They're, uh, they're killing a lot of uh, Russians, but at the same time, Russians are killing a lot of Ukrainians. If you saw the video this morning of uh, President Biden and President Zelensky at the uh, Wall of Faces, uh, I guess that's what they called it in in uh, in the city where they were Kiev, I believe. There was a huge, big, long wall that was full of hundreds, if not thousands, of faces, pictures of Ukrainian uh, soldiers that have been killed so far. You know, I don't know what the population of the Ukraine is. I don't know what the population of their army is, but I I'd be willing to just about bet you that the Russian army is probably five times or or more bigger than the Ukrainian army. The other thing I I wonder, you know, from a military standpoint, I know we always stayed fairly committed to the war, even in Vietnam, uh, even though it dragged on and on and on. We uh, we pretty much felt like we were there doing our job and we were going to be committed to it and do whatever we had to do. But I think the Russian army, if you did a poll, which they will never do, of course, if you did a poll of the Russian army right now, how uh, how committed are you to staying uh, in the fight here against the Ukrainians? You might find out that they're probably not too committed. I don't know. Just my thought. Anyway, we've got to take our first break of the morning. We invite you, if you've got thoughts on this or anything else, uh, please give us a shout. Area code 218-722-0831 or 0839, excuse me, 0839. And we'll be back with Sound Off here on KDAL 610.
KDAL time is 1126 and 2 1, 1120. There it is, 1126, 20 at the National Weather Service in Duluth. And yeah, Brad, we're in kind of a, uh, a situation here where we're going to have two storms. Today, yes. uh, there is a winter weather advisory. We're going to see several inches of snow today. The National Weather Service is saying three to five inches. We've maybe got an inch and a half downtown so far. Now, tonight, things are going to clear out a little bit. It's going to get cl- cold and blustery tomorrow. A little reprieve, not much. And then late tomorrow night uh, into Tuesday uh, evening and Wednesday morning, another storm, a winter storm watch, and more snow, more wind, and it's still winter. Oh, yeah, it's still winter. (laughs) Yeah, but it ends. It ends soon because, you know, February is the last winter month, and February ends next Tuesday is the last day of February, the 28th. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Don't, don't kid yourself that somehow at the end of February, the snow just stops coming. Because yeah. That doesn't happen. I know. I know. Oh. Well, listen, we've got our friend Tom over in Port Wing uh, waiting to jump in here this morning. Tom, good, good morning. Good morning to you, Brad. You know, I, I don't know whether I should be just totally irritated uh, or, you know, mouth wide open uh, and stunned stupidity of this administration. What I'm talking about is the most reckless, irresponsible, stupidest thing I've seen in politics lately was Joe Biden going to Kiev. Let's imagine for a second there was an errant missile. Let's say the plane had a malfunction and it crashed. We would be right now at war with Russia. And I heard that they had communications that he was coming. Even that's even stupider, because why would you tell this guy in Russia that the president of the United States is coming into a war area, that you're in charge of the war area? I'm sorry, I, am I the only one out there that thinks this is the most idiotic thing that this president has done? No, I'm I'm with you 100% on this. In fact, they showed uh they showed Biden and uh, Zelensky coming out of a a church where they had gone to evidently pray for the uh soldiers and all of that. And as they came out the door, the air raid sirens started to go off and and poor Joe was kind of looking around like are are, are they overhead? Are they coming? Are they right here? You know, it would have you're absolutely right. Uh, some errant missile, some some lucky shot could have started a, a war, a, a major war. Um, yeah, because wouldn't have been pretty. Brad, who would believe that it was a malfunction in the plane when he landed? I mean, seriously. I, I don't care how uh, how many media idiots jumped up and down and said, oh, we found out it was actually a malfunction. And I don't care how many times they go over Air Force One or whatever. This is just stupid beyond words. I'm absolutely speechless for a change here in Fort Wayne. Well, and to my, to my question, Tom, am I wrong? I, I thought financial commitments had to go through the House of Representatives, go through Congress. I didn't think the president could just pull a number out of the air and say, okay, we're going to give this country 500 million more armaments. I mean, as Kenny said, the the military, the uh, Defense Department so far has spent something like $62 billion on weaponry, not for us, not to support, not to support our military, 
but to give away to uh, our proxy uh, partner, the Ukrainians. And and yeah. I really thought that that commitment had to come through Congress. Exactly. He, he's, he's spending money. You know, we are, you know where we're at right now? I'll segue real quick to that debt ceiling. We are at 100% of GDP to debt. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you were a guy making $100,000 a year and your credit card was maxed out at 100000 that's approximately where you would be. And that's not counting a lot of other stuff that's out there that we really are not just 30-some trillion. It's, it's actually it, numbers are up to $100 trillion. And still, we got to come into, to the bargaining table and go, and this and this is off the table. We can't even look at the waste, fraud, and abuse, and all these other stupid programs, and all the waste with the scamdemic that uh, trillions were spent on and wasted. Criminals are the only ones who are having a, a fighting chance with inflation these days, Brad, because they continue uh, to increase the amount of money they're stealing from us. Gee, what? Yeah, and it's uh, it, it's going to be uh, it's going to be an incredible scene to watch. Uh, the Democrats and the Republicans try to come some agreement before the government runs out uh, of debt completely. It runs out of the ability to pay, and now I'm seeing I'm seeing uh, little signs out there, little stories being released that, uh, well, you know, if we can't uh, if we can't pay our bills, we're going to have to not make uh, payments to Social Security, Medicare, uh, veterans benefits, blah blah blah, and all of the normal things we see happening. Well. You know, the uh, Joe Biden and the Democrats knew they were coming to this point. He's spending all this money. He knew they were coming to a debt ceiling. And he also knew that the Republicans now control the House of Representatives. So he knew there were going to have to be some concessions made. Listen, we got we, we got another caller I want to try to get on. Uh, Kenny, do we want to take Jerry before the CBS sure, or after? we got time. Yep. Let's do him before. Okay, Jerry from Cloquet, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, Brad. Thanks for taking my call. I'll try to be quick. Okay, I just wanted to add with that last uh, person that called in. First of all, why does uh, Biden brag about how many tanks he's going to send to them, how many how many howitzers? Why give him that information? Why doesn't he just say, yep, we're going to send him a bunch of tanks, we're going to send him a bunch of howitzers? Because the Russians, can they can actually plan on shipments and try to pinpoint it to take them out. You know, during the, the Desert Storm War, used the press to his advantage and fed the press some misleading information because Saddam Hussein watched the uh, the, the CCN or CD, whatever, <laughs> every morning yeah. to get the updates. So my point is, when is Biden going to learn to keep his mouth quiet? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever going to happen. You know, and I'm amazed because I thought uh, Biden specifically was pretty much anti-war, that he was uh, really not committing, you know, very uncommittal to getting in any kind of an operation like this. In reality, and I thank you for your call, Jerry, but in reality, we are in this war right up to our eyeballs. The only thing we are not doing is that we are not committing our, the blood of our young men. But we are committing our wallets. We are committing our our uh, tanks. We are committing we are committing so much weaponry and so much armament that our own troops are finding themselves uh, having a little trouble keeping supplies up to date. They've now uh, I read a story just last week that 
Uh, they've now had to go and find another supplier of, uh, of 155 artillery ammunition and 105s because we're just about out of our own supplies. And so we've got to double up on production. Listen, we got to get to CBS News. I don't want to get too far behind, but uh, please, if you want to get involved, 722-0839 this morning. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be right back. KDAL time is 1139. I've got 22 at the Army Corps of Engineers, National Weather Service in Duluth, 20 degrees. And at Duluth Sky Harbor Airport, uh, 21 degrees with a wind out of the east at 8 miles an hour. And uh, blustery conditions are going to be expected for the next several days. As a matter of fact, Brad, uh, I was looking at this weather forecast. They could post some blizzard conditions and hazardous conditions on western Lake Superior will occur several times this week. And so be attention uh, for some possible blizzard conditions, mainly in the Bayfield, Ashland County, the uh, archipelago there, Apostle Islands, uh, that region. Yeah. And I see some nasty uh, weather uh, for the next week here in this region. Is that, uh, is, is that winter road open across the ice over to the islands, or is that already closed down? You know, Do I'm you not know? sure of the status of it right now. I know we've had some mild conditions. So I'm not going to guess. I could look into it, okay. but uh, there is access, uh, whether it's the ferry yeah. or the uh, the ice road, but I'm not sure about the road. Kenny, what did you say it was through the, uh, uh, through the Department of Defense? How much have we spent so far on materials in support of this war with Ukraine? Was it $62 billion? Well, again, this is from the USA Today, and this was dated uh, This was dated February 19th, and it says with okay. more than $100 billion in U.S. weaponry and financial aid flowing to Ukraine in less than a year and more on the way to counter Russia's invasion, concerns about arms falling into terrorist hands and dollars into corrupt officials' pockets are mounting. And that was the reason for this story, Brad, was the, the, this massive scale of, of money being sent in armament and what have you, and the concern now for uh, corrupt officials and these arms falling into terrorist hands. And, Brad, yeah. do you trust this administration with that not happening? Uh, no. No, me neither. <laughs> No, and, and, and here's the other thing. Uh, ask yourself, look at the history of the Ukraine. Have they had instances in the past where there has been massive corruption, like, for example, Hunter Biden and Burmisa, the, you know, the oil companies and stuff there? Have we had millions of dollars paid to some clown that does nothing but smoke dope and knows nothing about uh, oil and gas exploration? Yes, we have. So, you know, I'm not trying to say that Zelensky or his uh, main forces are, are wrong, but we're sending we're sending cash, even bundles of cash, to pay troops, to pay officials. Uh, how do we know all of that is going to the right spot? Uh, you know, we have not a lot of controls over that. Once that stuff is there, yeah, and there are like like Kenny said, there are. What did we see last week? There was a ship that was stopped out off the coast uh, somewhere that that had hundreds of, literally thousands of Kalashnikov AK-47s that were being sent to one of the uh, Islamic countries there that has a, a civil war going on. And Iran was uh, sending these 
uh, sending these boatloads of, uh, of uh, armaments and ammunition. I mean, that whole area is like a powder keg. And, uh, I, you know, I'm concerned for two reasons. Number one, yeah, $100 billion in military armaments so far. But look at the pictures of what Russia is doing to that country. And then ask yourself, okay, Ukraine is going to bankrupt itself trying to come up with enough of their own money to keep their own troops and supplies fed and do and all that stuff. And, and then we're going to fill in a whole lot after that. Let's just say the best scenario comes forward. And let's say in another year or so down the line, either Putin dies of a heart attack and they pull back uh, out of this operation completely, or it just becomes a stalemate war and Russia says, you know what, it's just not worth any more lives, any more dollars, we're going to pull back. Who's going to rebuild the country of Ukraine? They don't have any money. They won't have any money at this point. So now not only are we going to spend $100 billion uh, to fight off the Russians, we're probably going to spend twice that, maybe three times that much, to try to build Ukraine back to some uh, meaningful society where the people can live. Ah, just, just, it's and, up, and again, it's upsetting. Yeah, again, the main concern, my main concern, Kenny, is that we have not committed to this. I haven't seen one discussion on the floor of Congress that says, you know, here's our budget for the next year of this war, and I want to see it approved by our by our Congress. No, that's not happening. It's just a president that's willy-nilly picking random figures out of the air and saying, here's what we're going to provide them now. Well, there's so much more we could be doing with this money right here. Has the president visited the border? Has he made an effort to do anything at this southern border to make some sense of it, to uh, put some end to the chaos that's going on down there? No, he hasn't, Brad. What no. just happened in Ohio, that terrible uh, exactly. uh, train derailment? Has he, has he been there? I has he even Buttigieg, their transportation guy, been there yet? No, they've come out with condescending uh, r- remarks and comments, and they, FEMA even denied them a federal disaster aid. Oh my! This God. story in the USA Today regarding the Ukraine goes on to say that the special inspector general who has overseen aid to Afghanistan since 2012 and some House Republicans, thank God, warn of the need for closer oversight of the military and the humanitarian aid to Ukraine. The scale of the effort is massive. The hundred and the one hundred and thirteen billion appropriated by Congress in twenty twenty two approaches the one hundred forty six billion spent in twenty years for assistance to Afghanistan. Oh my God. Though the cost of sending US troops there was far higher. And in closing here it says when you spend so much money so quickly with so little oversight, you're going to have fraud, waste, and abuse. And this is John Sopko, the special inspector general for Afghanistan reconstruction. And uh, he went on to say in an interview you're going to have massive amounts of fraud, waste, and abuse. Now, remember, Kenny, when we pulled out of Afghanistan very unceremoniously, in other words, Biden just said, get out, get out, and we're all going to pull out, we left enough armaments there to uh, completely uh, outfit and commit the Taliban for, to make them a real legitimate army for the next 20, 30 years. 
I mean, they're running around now in bulletproof vests, helmets, flak jackets. Uh, they got everything. Latest uh, Mac 3 weaponry, uh, to, uh, storage facilities full of these things. And we just left it. Just take it to whoever you want. To well, helicopters, I, yeah, take those. Anything I, you want. I got to tell you, Brad, I'm really conflicted about what is happening with the U.S. supporting uh, this type of financial aid to Ukraine. And then what China is saying, because China is saying that uh, it's the U.S. that's pouring weapons into the conflict, not China. Oh, yeah. They went on to say, and you can take it for what it's worth, but they went on to say that they are firmly, they being China, are on the side of peace and dialogue, and that the U.S. should seriously reflect on the role it has played in the war and should help de-escalate the situation and promote peace talks. And that's not occurring. No, no. It's here's more and, money, and here's more weaponry, and I'll even come over and visit you guys. Yeah, yeah. And that could be just China trying to be the 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 adult in the room here, trying to. Yes. But, uh, but I did read over the weekend that China has has been seriously looking at, at committing uh, aid and financial and military aid uh, to Russia because they said again over the weekend that they are bound to Russia— by their socialism, by their communism, their support of each other. Um, you know, it's funny, know. Brad, because the Iraq war during uh, George Bush's administration, when we went to Iraq, President Biden voted in favor of going to Iraq, yet he came out and said he was against the war. He said his claim was immediately, the moment it started, I came out against the war at that moment. Oh, no, you didn't, God. Joe. You voted for uh, the use of force in Iraq. Well, he's probably, uh, that can be written off as uh, he's got a senior moment or something. <laughs> so how much has Joe Biden, as a senator and now as a president, cost the United States in fighting these wars in Iraq and now in, uh, well, Afghanistan and uh, Ukraine even? And now Ukraine. And look at the loss that we had when they pulled out of Afghanistan. Someone's got to put together and calculate the cost, the loss that this president's responsible well, I would, for. I would think somebody is probably working on that, but uh, it's, it, it's a sad situation, and we don't have that kind of money anymore. When you look at the latest financial results that have come out, uh, we're, we're, in, uh, we're up against crunch time uh, here in this country. We've got, they are, they are trying to figure out right now how to uh, make some of this... Uh, some of these funds go a little bit further, uh, but but we're up against our debt ceiling, and and I don't know how we're going to overcome this. We've got Republicans on one hand saying, "No, nope, we're not going to uh, unless you cut back on some of these programs, unless you uh, uh, start uh, pulling in some of your spending habits, uh, we're not going to increase the debt ceiling." And yet, I think in the heart of hearts, they know that they just can't put the United States in that kind of financial jeopardy. Um, anyway, we've got to take our Minnesota news break. I don't want to run too far behind here, and then we'll be back with more. America, sweet America. You know, God done shed his grace on thee. Yes, he did. Brotherhood from 
KDAL time, 11.57, the great Ray Charles, America the Beautiful. Today is President's Day, Brad. Yes, and uh, we should have in our thoughts today the uh, 38th president of the United States, uh, Jimmy Carter, who is uh, in the middle of uh, evidently hospice leaving this world. You know, Jimmy Carter was a decent man. I don't think he was the best president by any stretch of the imagination and probably... uh, financially uh, got us into some situations but he was a decent man and is a decent man and uh, we should all be uh, saying some nice uh, things for him if you're a praying person I think it'd be appropriate Amen. to say a nice prayer he's what 98 years old and yeah uh, in the hospice now, you know so. when I think of Jimmy Carter I think of uh, that that time that era and there in America there there was the uh, the oil crisis the embargo and what have you and oh yeah uh, things were rough uh, the and uh, but he was a peanut farmer from Georgia and he had without a question the most famous american president brother of all time billy <laughs> And they had, a, they had a beer named after him. They had Billy Beer. It took the nation that, by storm. And uh, Is that thing still alive? Is Billy Beer still a, a I brand? Don't know. Or I don't know. Gone? But I used to have a pretty impressive beer Did can you? collection. And one of them, actually, I had an unopened six-pack. And it's a long story. It might make me cry. I won't tell it, but that beer collection is gone. Oh, don't, yeah. don't do that. No, well, listen, folks, we're uh, we're about out of time. In fact, we are for this hour. But when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about the financial position that we are in as a country. And, uh, you know, I'd be curious to see your feelings, uh, Northlanders, about where you think, uh, what you think should be done, what, what you think we as a country should do. Um, we're up against uh, the debt ceiling, which is $31.4 trillion. And... Uh, The uh, U.S. government is already taking, evidently, extraordinary measures, and we'll talk about that when we come back, what that means. Anyway, we'll be right back with the afternoon edition here on 610 KDAL Radio.